Hello and welcome to Alameda County Library's Read On Podcast. We're talking about new books, classic books, and other fun stuff you can get from your library. We hope you enjoy. Find us on the web at aclibrary.org. Hey everybody, this is Chris and I'm back with another edition of Forthcoming Books. Today I'm going to talk about Homegoing by Ya'a Jassi. And as we open the book, it is the middle of the 18th century on the Gold Coast of Africa, an area that would later become Ghana. The slave trade is a big business, not just for the Europeans there to trade for slaves and gold, but also for the African tribes. The Ashanti people often supply slaves, and the Fonti people are the trade intermediaries between the Ashanti and the Europeans. Into this place and time, two half-sisters are born. Ephia, born in Fontyland, would be given by her family to be the bride of James Collins, the British governor of the coastal slave trade. Essie, born into Ashantiland, would be traded to the British as a slave after a raid on her village. Neither woman knows the other exists, but their stories are the first that Jossie will tell in this multi-generational epic that will span more than 250 years. After Afia's chapter, there are six more that follow her branch of the family tree in Africa, one chapter for each generation. They are interwoven with six chapters that follow Essie's thread after she survives the Middle Passage and is enslaved in the American South. Each chapter is a deeply personal story. For example, there is a chapter for James, Effia's grandson, who chafes at being called a slaver by the woman he loves and wants to quit the family business. And there is a chapter for Essie's great-great-granddaughter, Willie, who would join the Great Migration from Alabama to New York in the early 1900s. Each character is layered and interesting, and you wish you could spend more time getting to know them before moving on to the next generation. Together, these stories paint a picture of the African and African-American experiences. The historical portrait and the familial connection are not the only things that hold these stories together. Together, they ask important questions like, how do you hold a family together when people and circumstances would tear the family apart? And how do you remain free in spirit when people and circumstances would hold you captive, literally and figuratively? The characters answer those questions both poorly and well. They are complicated people who struggle against unbelievable odds, yes, but they are also not wholly blameless victims. For another theme of the book is accepting responsibility. There is joy in these stories, but more often there is heartbreak, and the stories are told with a minimum of sentimentality, and that makes them more powerful, I think. Another impressive aspect of this book is the language. Jassi creates a sound and cadence for the African stories and a different one for the American stories. The African section seems softer to me, more lyrical and introduce some magical realism. The American sections have a much harder edge. She also captures the lingo of each generation perfectly. And have I mentioned that this is Jossie's debut novel, and she wrote it when she was 26? So much talent. I know you will not be disappointed if you check out Homegoing by Ya'a Jossie. 
then I know we'll have some copies at the Alameda County Library. So I hope to see you there. Next title is Syracusa by Delia Efren on Blue Rider Press, July 2016. I think that one of the best things in the world is to travel, and a well-wrought book acts in a very similar fashion. For a little while, you get to go somewhere else, see things you haven't seen before, and meet new people. So a book set off the coast of Sicily, which is sort of a psychological thriller with a gooey center, meditating on relationships and betrayal, seems like a pretty potent mix. The narrative follows two couples and one child, Michael and Lizzie, and Finn, Taylor, and their daughter, Snow. Apparently, the vacation does not go as planned. Things go pretty sideways, and there are some tragic consequences. From the publisher. With her psychological astuteness and uncanny understanding of the human heart, Efron delivers a powerful meditation on marriage, friendship, and the meaning of travel. Also exciting is that the story is told Rashomon style, with different perspectives and voices describing the same events, but with fairly different observations and conclusions along the way. The next title is Underground Airlines by Ben H. Winters, due out in July. Here's a promotional tagline. It is the present day, and the world is as we know it. Smartphones, social networking, and happy meals. Save for one thing, the Civil War never occurred. That is a super brave premise for an author, and I'm super excited. I didn't read Winner's last book, The Last Policeman, uh, about a policeman working despite knowing that the world will soon end, but it got a lot of good reviews, and several of my friends liked it, so I suspect his story in Underground Airlines, of course a reference to the Underground Railroad, will be as deft. This story tells of a history where Abraham Lincoln was murdered before his inauguration, and slavery is still practiced in four states known as the Hard Four. Victor, who works undercover for the federal government and whose job it is to hunt persons bound to labor, essentially other black men, is hunting a man named Jackdaw and is about to learn some uncomfortable secrets and make some interesting choices. According to Library Journal, this book will appeal to more than just sci-fi and mystery readers, but thanks to its explosive, well-plotted story, will be of interest to readers of all genres. This is Natalie. And this is Alice. And we will be doing an I Tried It segment on the book Spark Joy, an illustrated masterclass on the art of organizing and tidying up by Marie Kondo. This is the sequel to her book last year of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Well, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up was this phenomenon. So if you hadn't heard about it now, then just, I don't know, get on the wait list. 
Yeah, go. Yeah, get it from the library. Where, yeah. have you, where have you been? Yeah. But anyway, the main idea behind the first book is kind of on tidying. And the big idea is, you know, to go through all of your possessions in categories, like one by one, and to look at every object and ask yourself, does this object spark joy in me? If the answer is yes, you keep it. If the answer is no, you toss it out. So it's like, you know, hmm, my husband doesn't spark joy in me. Got to drop him off at Goodwill. So sort of that idea. And so the sequel, Spark Joy, is an illustrated book. I'm kind of to help you now that you've done the tidying, how do you organize it all? How do you pretty up your space? Yeah, it gives you more of a visual guide of exactly where you need to go in regards to, you know, folding your shirts and putting things away properly. And so for those visual people out there, you'll really appreciate the illustrations um, that she provides. So what parts of it did you do? Um, I've gone through the clothing section where she goes into deep detail on how to fold your underwear and how to fold your pants and your dresses and your sweaters and all of that. But of course, you start off by taking all of your clothes, throwing them on a bed and sorting through taking each piece. Does this spark joy? If yes, you fold it. If no, you donate it. After doing all of that, just really having that visual guide and being able to fold everything properly is really just, it really has sparked <laughs> joy in my life, let me tell you. I will say the thing about Marie Kondo that I love and that her books that I love is that she's a nut. Yes. But she's also kind of a genius. So you read what she tells you to do and, you know, she likes to kind of give the clothes feelings. So she's like, please do not roll your socks. It makes them feel really sad. Please just fold them nicely and put them in the drawer so they can be happy while, you know, you're out living your life. And it sounds like nutty, but you do it. And you're like, oh, you know, I do feel kind of good. And some of the things I did I that sound kind of nutty at first were like, I'm not going to do that, was I color-coded all of the clothes in my closet. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, all the reds start together, the blues are together. And I kind of did it, you know, reluctantly, like, okay, fine, I'm reading the book, I'll do it. But that just, it looked so nice that I kind of just wanted to, like, you know, sit at my bed and stare at my closet for a little while. It's like, <laughs> I have some nice stuff, and they all spark joy in me. I didn't know. Yeah. And the other crazy thing is, yeah, the folding. Like, oh my God, like, I never knew how to fold before this book. No one ever taught that to us in school. I mean, right? Yeah, and, like, this, my favorite thing is, you know, I was just, as a silly, you know, unknowing person, making, folding things and putting them in piles in my dresser drawers. But now that I've read this book, I know that I should fold things and put them upright so you can like see all of your t-shirts when you open your drawer it's like oh, I can see like every single pattern so I know exactly what's in here and it's right instead of stacking them where you're putting things on the bottom and you can't actually see oh well what what is my bottom shirt I can't actually see it I have to take out the entire stack so that I can see it having them all standing up you can actually see every single mm-hmm. item without having to dig around which is great and kind of an extra offshoot that's really helped me is I'm a bit can be an, of a, you know, internet shopper, so I'll order things and send them. And sometimes, you know, you go through that trouble, you're like, you try to convince yourself, like, oh, you know, I like it, I'll keep it, that'll be good for work or whatever. But now you open it, you're like, okay, do these shoes spark joy in me? Like, that's kind of a big, you know, threshold. It's like, if they don't, you got to pack them away and send them back. So that's I right. think that's been a good question to ask myself. Absolutely. And it'll save you money, too. Though, if you try this, um, it's very hot you know, hashtag, whatever, whatever you're doing. So if you're on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, there are people out there, your people, your community, who are, you know, logging their journeys with Con Marie. So I suggest you take a look at that. Yes. 
This has been another episode of Read On, the podcast from AC Library. Look for us at aclibrary.org.